Hello and welcome to the European Hoops Podcast. We are a Sports Eaters presentation covering the EuroLeague and the FIBA World Cup. Join us as we break down some of the best basketball played in the world. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to not miss any episodes and follow us at Eaters EuroLeague on Twitter. I'm truly excited for having basketball to cover once again. While we are in countdown mode for the tip-off of the World Cup on August 25, we will preview every detail about this competition. As always, welcome to any new listeners joining the European Hoops podcast and a sincere thank you to all of our loyal followers. You guys keep growing from episode to episode and we love to share our passion for basketball with every single one of you. As most of you know, my name is Andre and I am here as always with my co-host, our basketball expert, Diogo Valent. Are you ready to break down the World Cup Group B? Yeah, absolutely ready, man. Uh, this is such an entertaining competition. Obviously, uh, we are used to, to covering the EuroLeague throughout the season. But uh, it's always great to have competitive basketball during the summer. So uh, I can't wait for the World Cup to come, man. It's going to be a hell of fun. There is something special about this type of tournaments and how we can follow them and how enticing they can be. We will be breaking down all of eight groups of the World Cup. We define in an order that allow us to, to have as much information as possible about all the 32 teams and bring you good previews, tell you what to expect from our point of view. Once we are done with our previews of each group that will be coming out every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, so we will have a lot of content for you guys. We will have a special episode right before the start of the competition with our predictions ranking all the 32 teams letting you guys know who to expect to win gold silver and bronze who are the best players in the world cup that will be worth to follow quickly looking into the competition format we have eight groups where the top two teams from and the bottom two teams of each group will be regrouped in the second phase for the bottom two teams they will be fighting for the places from 17 to 32 and why does this matter it's because the world cup will qualify seven out of the 12 national teams that will be playing in the Paris Olympics with France being already qualified because of being the hosting country besides France the top two teams from America the top two teams from Europe and the best team from Asia Africa and Oceania will be qualified to to the Olympics according to their performance on this World Cup for the top two teams from each group that uh, make it into the second phase they will be part of uh, four new groups with the results from the three games from the first round carrying over to the second round every team plays against the two teams in their group that they did not face in the, the first round the top two teams of these uh, new groups will move into the quarterfinals while the bottom two teams will be ranked from 9th to 16th the winners of the quarterfinals will move into the semifinals and uh, fight for medals while the losers of the quarterfinals will be playing the games from 5th to 8th places taking a quick look into general World Cup news after Misic and Jokic being confirmed as not being part of the competition and not playing for Serbia, we have Giannis, Jamal Murray and Alford all considered highly doubtful to participate. In Spain, Ricky Rubio announced that uh, he will be leaving the national team and stop all of his basketball activities to work on his mental health and we wish him the very best and hope uh, he will be able to deal with whatever he needs to deal with right now. From uh, the friendly games, some bad news to Slovenia as they lost to Vlaku Cancar that uh, got injured on their preparation games against Greece with a ACL tier and uh, won't be a member of the team in the World Cup. Luka Doncic knee had a minor encounter with Papagiannis knee during their friendly game but we are happy to let you know that uh, it doesn't seem to be serious and uh, he should be able to play in the World World Cup without any limitations. Let's waste no more time and let's start breaking down the competition taking place in Indonesia, Japan and Philippines starting with Group B 
where we find China, Puerto Rico, South Sudan and Serbia. We start by looking at the Asiatic team, China, that uh, is on their 10th World Cup appearance, having the, as the best result in 8th place in 94. China comes into this World Cup wanting to bounce back after a disappointing performance on their previous World Cup, where they didn't reach the top 16 at home on the qualifiers they trailed only to australia having a record of 10 wins and two losses china campaign on this world cup starts on 26th of august against serbia followed by a game on 28th of august ending the first phase on 30th of august against puerto rico leading the chinese national team we have the serbian coach sasha Djurjevic that has some reinforcements to attack this world cup after an intriguing development already with the preparation stage ongoing with Kyle Anderson, the 6'9 forward from Minnesota Timberwolves of the NBA, getting Chinese passport and, according to all indications, being set to participate in this World Cup. What impact do you see him having for this Chinese team? Well, I think Kyle Anderson, obviously, as we know him from the NBA, he, he is an all-around player. Uh, he's used to playing a certain role in the NBA, which is uh, a 3 and D, a guy that can do a bit of everything, but mostly a, a, a defensive player uh, that can facilitate something on offense for other guys. Uh, on the forward position. But uh, I'm very curious to see how he's going to perform as the number one option. Um, the last time he was the number one option, he won the NBA Summer League MVP in 2015. So I think he's going to have a, a huge impact on, on this Chinese team. And I think he's going to be the best player on the floor um, for the majority of the time uh, in their games. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to be very important for them. And I think he's going to help them uh, advance in this group. Uh, I think they will finish second. Um but uh, I think it's going to be a competitive group. Um, maybe Serbia is a better team, but China can give them some problems. So we'll see what they're going to do. Juchi is a force to be reckoned with in the inside with a good offensive arsenal in, the, in his pocket. Or to highlight that will be one of the keys for China's chances in this World Cup. They play good transition basketball and are well organized under the tactician Sasha Djurjevic. Kyle Anderson adds a layer, like you just said, to this team with uh, his proven all-around game, with China using him as a playmaker, both as a ball handler and a screener in pick and roll actions, playmaking from the low post. And certainly he will be one of the brightest spots of this national team during the competition. And we have seen very little of him with this uh, Chinese national team. We just saw him in playing one friendly game at this moment. And I want to see what else he will be able to do for them. On my personal power rankings heading into the competition, China is part of a group of teams ranging between 18 and 20. But this doesn't mean that they don't have a chance to aspire to get into the second round. I believe that in this group, Puerto Rico, South Sudan, that we will be getting to next and China will be able to fight each other for a place in the top 16 with me currently projecting China to finish in third place so we are disagreeing on something right here but uh, I think the margin is very tiny and they can totally finish in the second place with the belief that uh, the ceiling of this team is to finish on the 13 to 16 range with me not favoring them against any of the potential second round teams that they would be facing on a potential top 16 fight teams like Italy, Dominican Republic and Serbia. I also have China as the favorite to lock the Asiatic slot into the next Olympics, while I expect them to have some competition for that. Moving into the top 16 certainly will give them an advantage that uh, they would appreciate to be able to lock this uh, Olympic slot for the Asiatic team and uh, they certainly will be trying to get that. What about you? How far do you see this Chinese national team go on this competition? In my uh, power rankings, uh, I have them around in their range from 17 to 22. 
But considering their group, and uh, I think they're going to be able to finish second, uh, even though Puerto Rico is going to be a, a tough matchup for them, uh, I think China ultimately will win that and will advance second. So I think then they're going to be one of the worst teams in the top 16. Uh, so I think they're going to be finishing around 14th, 16th. So I feel that we have a very similar point of view of where China stands. Let's jump into the, the another team that is part of this group B, Puerto Rico. They are on their 15 World Cup appearance with uh, their best result coming in 1990 with a fourth place finish. Puerto Rico arrives to the World Cup after recording eight wins and four losses in the American qualifiers, being especially impressive on the second stage where they won five games and lost only once. They come in, in very good shape to this World Cup. During the qualifiers, they had outstanding contributions of players like Juan Jose Barea and Jose Alvarado. Neither will be playing on this World Cup, with uh, Jose Alvarado unfortunately being recovering from a leg injury and uh, being a notable piece that will be missing for this roster. He was the leader of this team and he will be a, a big addition for this Puerto Rico team. Unfortunately, he won't be able to participate. Leading Puerto Rico, we have the head coach Nelson Colon that will try to make the top 16 finish dream a reality for them. They start their campaign on August. 26 against South Sudan, playing on August 28 their match with Serbia. Then they finish the, the first stage on a potential decisive game against China on August 30 that can decide team that ends in second place on this group. On this episode, we'll be highlighting Tremont Waters. You'll go ahead and let us know why we think that Tremont Waters is a key player for this Puerto Rico team. Well, you guys know how I love uh, guard play and uh, Tremont Waters is a high-scoring guard, a playmaker and a very good shooter. He had a great season being teammates with, uh, obviously, the French NBA uh, number one pick, the Victor Ambayama. So uh, I think he's going to be a key, a key factor for, for this Puerto Rico team. Uh, I expect them to finish third in the group. Like I said before, I have China second. But uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting matchup. And you know, like you said, that, that final game between them, uh, I think it's going to be very competitive and we'll decide who will advance with Serbia. But um, I think Puerto Rico can put up a very good fight against China, uh, ultimately, uh, I just think China will have the best player on the floor in Kyle Anderson. And I think that's going to be the, the biggest difference maker in, in this game. But uh, I have them around the same range uh, as China in my power rankings. But uh, I, I do think China will end up advancing. The roster from Puerto Rico has several key players like George Condit, Isaiah Pinheiro, Tremont Waters in a group with other names like Ortiz, Romero, Howard, Clavel that makes them a very competitive team and aside from Tremont Waters that is absolutely crucial for this team. I want to mention with special emphasis George Condit, the mobile 7 feet tall big man. He will be key for Puerto Rico aspirations to move into the top 16. On my personal poll rankings, Puerto Rico is on the top 18 to 20 range. That's right, they are right there with China. I have both teams on the same range. What does this mean? That I have both squads being very close to each other, with currently projecting Puerto Rico to move into the second stage and ending on the top 16, but uh, it really closed the fight between them and China, and even South Sudan, that we will get to right after. On their direct matchup with China, I am now leaning Puerto Rico, but it is so close that I won't be surprised that if by the time we reveal our final top 32, they are flipped around and I have China over them, but at the moment I think that Puerto Rico has the advantage. If Alvarado was on this World Cup, I will have Puerto Rico as my clear number two on this group. But uh, with him out and Kyle Anderson joining forces with China, it gets close, extremely close. 
what uh, would make me favor China, probably watching tape of Kyle Anderson with his Chinese roster and him showing such a big impact besides being the, the best player on the floor that I agree, I agree that he will be, but having such a big impact on the rest of this Chinese team, that will allow them to overcome the firepower and shot creation ability of this Puerto Rican guards that I think gives them the, the advantage while I expect Condit and Romero to be able to match with the Chinese front court and uh, at the very least give them a run for their money. I lean Puerto Rico backcourt shot creation ability to win this game. In the end, it should come down to execution and ability to slow down their opponent. Just like China, I don't favor them against their potential opponents on the second round if they make it to the top 16, making that their ceiling on the, this competition for me. We know that you rank China in second in this group. How well am I in thinking that uh, Puerto Rico has the chance to beat them and how far you think that uh, this Puerto Rican team can go? No, I mean, you're not wrong. I think they have a chance. Uh, I just think ultimately China w will be better uh, in that game and will beat them. But uh, I think it is extremely possible that Puerto Rico gets the, the second spot. So uh, it's just like uh, a coin toss, uh, and I'm taking China. But uh, I think Puerto Rico can absolutely win that game and, and be top 16. Um, but again, like you just said, similarly to China, I think whoever advances from those two, uh, I don't think they will have a, a great chance in the, in the second stage. The, I think the team that advances between those two will finish uh, around 14 to 16. We disagreeing. It's just a good show of how competitive this World Cup will be and how our listeners should be tuned in for it. I think it will be a very interesting matchup between China and Puerto Rico and uh, that they will be competing for the second place on this group. I am giving the advantage to Puerto Rico right now. Diogo is giving the advantage to China right now. Let's see who is right. But uh, from Puerto Rico, we go into one of my favorite teams in this World Cup and I think this team can mess up this, this count as well. South Sudan. Can they continue their Cinderella story? They come into this World Cup after an incredible record of 11 wins and one loss during the African qualifiers. South Sudan's story is even more impressive as they have become a nation in 2011 and joined FIBA only on December of 2013, with this being their World Cup debut. Certainly a very impressive story. South Sudan was led by two coaches during the World Cup qualification. The first and final windows by the Federation president and former NBA All-Star Waldenk, and the middle two windows by American Royal Ivy and assistant coach with the Brooklyn Nets. South Sudan has several players that will be worth to keep an eye on. And on this episode, we will be highlighting Nuni Umut, can he be one of the pleasant surprises for the basketball world during this edition of the competition, Diogo? Yeah, I think he can. Uh, coming out of Baylor University uh, with some G League experience, uh, he can score, but he, he could be a, a bit more efficient. Uh, I do think, though, as one of the, the main options for this team, I think he's going to be able to put up some, some interesting numbers. And uh, I think he should be one of South Sudan's best players uh, in this tournament, for sure. Uh, I don't see them being able to compete at the same level as the other three teams. But uh, in a tournament like this, anything can happen. Uh, all you need is one game to to put yourself in a position where you can just knock another team out. So I think it's going to be a very interesting group phase for, for these three teams. And uh, I, I have them finishing fourth in the group. But uh, I think they're going to be able to, to give some troubles to Puerto Rico and China. But I just don't think it's going to be enough to, to beat them or, or to be in the game like towards the end of it so that they can steal it. But uh, but I think they have some interesting players that's going to be interesting to, to see. And uh, hopefully they can 
be as competitive as possible so we can have a, an amazing group phase. And I hope it's going to be entertaining. Umut is certainly a bright spot of this roster that uh, has in other players like Artwood the parts that uh, build a well-oiled machine, very willing to help each other. They pack the paint on the fence. What impressed me the most was their level of execution, the way that they move without the ball, the way that they box out, the way that they rotate and occupy open spaces on the court on offense. While in terms of talent, they are not up there with uh, the other teams in this group. I agree with that. In terms of execution, hard work and will, they are up there with anyone if the teams don't bring the RNA game they will be able to compete and have what it takes to surprise China or Puerto Rico in the, this group stage even if I'm not favoring them to do so Satsudan makes this a very intriguing group leaving everything in the open they start on August 26 against Puerto Rico and play against China on August 28 I'll be marking those games in my calendar they end the first stage on August 30 against Serbia. I have South Sudan on the 22 to 24 range on my power rankings, but uh, I do believe they have a top 16 ceiling, even if uh, that will be extremely hard to achieve for them. I, I believe that they have what it takes to try to compete for that top 16 ceiling. While at the moment I don't have South Sudan as my favorite to lock the African slot into the Olympics, consequence of how the brackets breaks down for them, I have them as one of the lone African teams with the chance to make it to the top 16, even if I don't favor them to the soil, I just mentioned, with uh, the team from South Sudan being certainly in the mix to compete for that Olympic slot. The combination of good coaching, explosive athletes, willing to work hard, improving skills across the board makes them an intriguing team that uh, I wouldn't be discounting just yet, despite projecting them to end in fourth on this group. What about you, Gil? How far can this South Sudanese team go? Yeah, I don't see them um, being able to, to make it to the top 16. I know you said that maybe they can do it even though you're not favoring them for it, but uh, I don't see a scenario where that happens, uh, unfortunately. Um, I have them... Uh, just outside of my top 25 uh, in the power rankings. So uh, I, I just don't see it. I, hopefully I'm wrong and they can be extremely competitive and maybe even get that second spot. Uh, but I just think it's very hard to do. And uh, I don't see that happening. I, I think they should finish in the in the lower 16 um, instead of the, the top 16, like you said, that maybe they could get there. But uh, I, I just don't see it. I also think that's the most likely scenario. To end this episode, we come closer to home and talk about the European team in the group, Serbia, that is on their seventh World Cup appearance. Last time around, they went into the competition as one of the favorites and they ended on the disappointing fifth place. This time around, they come into the, the World Cup without Jokic and Misic. Can Bogdan Bogdanovic's team surprise and come out of the competition with a medal? That certainly isn't impossible, but we will get there. The team led by the head coach Svetislav Petic has on Bogdan Bogdanovic and Marko Guduric guarantees of production with Bogdanovic being in the competition to one of the best players in the tournament. The ability to perform from young players like Petrushev and Jovic is certainly one of the keys for this team alongside good veterans like Nedovic and Milotinov. Diogo, I give you the floor to highlight two players we see as being key for the success of this roster. Bogdan Bogdanovic, the 6'5 Atlanta guard and the 6'11 big man from the Philadelphia 76ers, Filip Petrushev. Well, I think Serbia, uh, you mentioned that the, the last World Cup they were in, uh, I really thought that was going to be their year. Uh, with the United States finishing, I think, was 6th or 7th. 
So I, I really thought Serbia was going to be able to get that. But uh, unfortunately, they, they couldn't do it. Uh, this year, uh, with Jokic and Misic not going, and even guys like Lucic from Bayern Munich not going as well, uh, I think it's going to be hard for them to to win. But uh, but I do think they, see, they still have a very good team and they will still will still be in the fight for, for a medal. Uh, I think with a guy like Bogdanovic leading the way, uh, I think, like you, like you said, one of the best players in the tournament for sure, uh, an elite shooter and a decent playmaker, I think at this level, he can be the primary playmaker for Serbia. And uh, I think Filip Petrozev, uh, like you mentioned him as well, uh, a young center that had an amazing EuroLeague season last year. And uh, I think he's going to be able to have a, a very good impact on this team. Um, and guys like Milutinov and Guderich, obviously all great players that can have a, a huge impact for this team. Uh, I think those two, uh, if you look at Jokic and Misic, I think those two will put Serbia in a, a gold medal contender uh, for sure. But um, with them not going, uh, that doesn't mean that they won't be a competitive team still. Uh, I think they have a very good team and they should be in the pursuit for a medal. Uh, I have them in my top 10 uh, as far as power rankings for sure. So uh, we'll see what they do. Obviously, I think they're going to be finish first in this group. And uh, then it's about who they matched up in the, in the second phase. But uh, I think they should be in the pursuit for a medal for sure. Besides Bogdanovic having two, as he us- usually is able to dominate for Serbia. For me, Goderic and Nedovic are important cogs to make this uh, roster work and compete at the highest level. I hinted it earlier on and the ceiling of this Serbian team is to play in a medal game, but not an outcome I deem likely. I project them as my number one team in this group and rank them on the 7th to 11th range on my potential final power rankings. Big part of this ranking is based on how their bracket breaks down. If they are able to take care of business in this uh, group B, they are likely to be facing teams like Italy and Dominican Republic, teams against whom I believe they have a chance to win against, placing them in a good position to potentially avoid the United States. What will happen to the team that ends in second in the group uh, on the second phase and uh, playing the the quarterfinals matchup against likely Greece, Lithuania or Montenegro and again I favor them at the moment with uh, news regarding players like Giannis potentially impacting this I favor them against either of those teams what would give Serbia a chance to go all the way into the semifinals I expect them to at the very least get into the quarterfinals but uh, it makes their ceiling as being on a medal game even if I don't favor them to win it and uh, their path to get there is far from being easy. As I just mentioned, the bracket can end up being kind to Serbia. That can give them a chance to, to lock one of the two European Olympic spots uh, if they are able to avoid United States in quarterfinals and giving them a path into a medal game with teams like Slovenia having a harder bracket ahead. This gives Serbia a chance to be in the mix to lock that uh, European slot for the Olympics in a fight that promised to be highly competitive with me at the moment projecting them to potentially to do so but uh, with a very small margin and everything being open on that front how far do you expect Serbia to go? Well I think even without those top players I think they can put up uh, amazing lineups like if you look at Bogdanovic, Guderic and Nedovic that's an elite three guard lineup right there with guys like Petrosev and Milutinov to, to fill those bigs so uh, I think they're gonna. I think they're a very good team, and they can compete with any team in the tournament. Um, what I do think they're lacking is that star power. Of course, you, you have Slovenia with Luca, you have the United States with several guys, so France with Fournier and Gobert. Uh, but I think Serbia 
can fight with those teams for sure. Uh, I think they should be aiming at a, a top four spot. So I, I think making making it to the semifinals would be the goal uh, if I were them. But so, uh, and I think that's a realistic goal. So I think that's where they should be aiming for. This takes us to the end of this uh, first World Cup preview. Stay tuned as we will be releasing previews of all eight groups with episodes coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itos Euroleague. My name is Andre, and I'll be seeing you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on the next episode.